This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the Republicans who control state government are dealing with a new reality in Washington. Their buddy Donald Trump is out. Joe Biden is in. We'll press forward with speed and urgency, for we have much to do in this winter of peril and significant possibilities. Much to repair, much to restore, much to heal, much to build, and much to gain. Trump skipped the inaugural ceremonies and delivered farewell remarks to the crowd before leaving the White House. The things that we've done have been just incredible, and I couldn't have done, them, done it without you. So just a goodbye. We love you. We will be back in some form. Trump spent his final moments as president in Palm Beach County, waving to his new neighbors from inside an armored Escalade after making his final flight on Air Force One. Florida Democrats didn't have much to celebrate after the election. They lost seats in Congress and the state legislature, but they're happy now that Biden has been sworn in. A decent, compassionate man becomes president. For the first time in our history, a woman and a woman of color becomes vice president. We'll have a president whose priority is to kill COVID and bring back our economy, who's going to re-sign the Paris Agreement, reauthorize DACA, stop building the wall, start funding Planned Parenthood, and so much more. And the new chairman of the Florida Democratic Party is vowing to come up with some way to make his party relevant again. The party's mission is to flip Florida blue again so that we can have a governor and a senator who will work on behalf of all Floridians. Our great state and its hardworking people deserve to have leadership who prioritizes their needs and honors the diversity of all of our people. This will not be an easy fight, but nothing worth fighting for ever is. But for the moment, Democrats like Senator Gary Farmer of Broward are smiling. Or is that more like a grin? And there'll be hard work going forward as we try to make Florida a blue state again. But uh, I don't know about you all, but I'm I'm just going to have this you-know-what eating grin on my face all day long. But coronavirus doesn't care who's in charge, it just keeps on killing. Florida added 145 fatalities and almost 12,000 new cases of COVID-19 Wednesday. More than 1,600,000 Floridians have been infected since the pandemic began. We'll also check out your calendar of political events and check in with a Florida man who went to jail for trying to free the horses. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Thursday, January 21st. It was on this date in 1921, British crime writer Agatha Christie published her very first novel, The Mysterious Affair at Stiles, introducing the character Hercule Poirot. In 1994, Lorena Bobbitt beat all the criminal charges when a jury acquitted her, deciding she was temporarily insane when she cut off her husband's penis. This is National Banana Bread Day, National Hugging Day, and National Squirrel Appreciation Day, which I do not appreciate one bit. Let's be honest here, squirrels are nothing more than rats with fluffy tails who have better PR than the rest of the rodents. If you don't believe me, just ask my dog. It's a new day in America. That's what Joe Biden tweeted after Donald Trump left the White House Wednesday morning. Before his departure, the 45th president said goodbye. I will always fight for you. I will be watching. I will be listening. And I will tell you that the future of this country has never been better. I wish the new administration great luck and great success. I think they'll have great success. They have the foundation to do something really spectacular. And again, we put it in a position 
like it's never been before, despite the worst plague to hit since, I guess you'd say 1917, over a hundred years ago. And despite that, despite that, the things that we've done have been just incredible. And I couldn't have done them, done it without you. So just a goodbye. We love you. We will be back in some form. And again, uh, I want to just in leaving, I want to thank our Vice President, Mike Pence and Karen. I want to thank Congress because we really worked well with Congress, uh, at least certain elements of Congress. But we really did. We've gotten so much done that nobody thought would be possible. But I do want to thank Congress. And I want to thank all of the great people of Washington, D.C., all of the people that we worked with to put this miracle together. So have a good life. We will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. He broke with tradition by skipping the inauguration, becoming only the fourth president to be a no-show for the swearing-in of his successor. Trump made his last trip on Air Force One and arrived in Palm Beach International Airport shortly before 11. By the time Biden took the oath of office, Trump was settling into his new life at Mar-a-Lago, and he missed a pretty good inaugural speech. We'll press forward with speed and urgency, for we have much to do in this winter of peril and significant possibilities. Much to repair, much to restore, much to heal, much to build, and much to gain. Few people in our nation's history have found a time more challenging or difficult than the time we're in now. Once in a century virus that silently stalks the country has taken as many lives in one year as America lost in all of World War II. Millions of jobs have been lost. Hundreds of thousands of businesses closed. A cry for racial justice, some 400 years in the making, moves us. The dream of justice for all will be deferred no longer. A cry for survival comes from the planet itself. A cry that can't be any more desperate or any more clear. And now, a rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. <laughs> to overcome these challenges, to restore the soul and secure the future of America requires so much more than words. It requires the most elusive of all things in a democracy, unity, unity. In another January, on New Year's Day in 1863, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. When he put pen to paper, the president said, and I quote, if my name ever goes down into history, it'll be for this act, and my whole soul is in it. My whole soul is in it. Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this bringing America together, uniting our people, uniting our nation. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. <laughs> uniting to fight the foes we face, anger, 
resentment and hatred, extremism, lawlessness, violence, disease, joblessness, and hopelessness. With unity, we can do great things, important things. We can right wrongs. We can put people to work in good jobs. We can teach our children in safe schools. We can overcome the deadly virus. We can reward work and rebuild the middle class and make health care secure for all. We can deliver racial justice and we can make America once again the leading force for good in the world. Biden's victory was about the only bright spot for Florida Democrats back in November. They lost two seats in Congress, one in the Florida Senate, five in the Florida House, and Trump won the Sunshine State. But none of that really mattered as the new president was sworn in. Congressman Lois Frankel of Palm Beach County says Biden's election changes everything. Uh, Today is a day of hope and celebration, but it's also bittersweet. It's bitter because we mourn the loss of So many loved ones, parents and grandparents, even children, 400,000 lost to COVID. And it's bitter because as we witness an inauguration, it requires 25,000 guardsmen just to keep our federal officials safe. But there are so many things that make today sweet. A decent, compassionate man becomes president. For the first time in our history, a woman and a woman of color becomes vice president. We'll have a president whose priority is to kill COVID and bring back our economy, who's going to re-sign the Paris Agreement, reauthorize DACA, stop building the wall, start funding Planned Parenthood, and so much more. State Senator Gary Farmer has been a frequent critic of the president, and he was grinning from ear to ear as he contemplated the presidency of Joe Biden. It seemed to be a beautiful day everywhere uh, in the state of Florida, in the United States. Although I hear it's very cold in Washington, D.C. The forecast said it's going to be minus 45. I'll let let that one sink in a little bit. Uh, In all all seriousness, uh, uh, the moment Joe Biden gets sworn in, we as a nation will be sending a clear message to the rest of the world that America and its longstanding devotion to liberty and human decency are back. And, you know, to see Joe Biden and have him bring back things like fairness and equality and justice and compassion and empathy and conscience, uh, all things that have been lacking in our president for the last four years. Um, I know uh, I share uh, the emotions we're all feeling today, really uh, excitement uh, and, and just a sense of pride. Uh, that the America we know and love uh, is coming back. And so as we prepare to work with uh, President Biden in his effort to build back better, it's going to be incumbent upon us as Democrats to, to join in that fight. You know, there's a lot of work ahead. They'll be coming back in two years and, and uh, we'll have some fights on our hands. But today is a day uh, of celebration and, and, and the return of the, of the principles that make this country so great. No, Joe Biden didn't win Florida, but the hard work that we've done will will always be remembered. And and there'll be hard work going forward as we try to make Florida a blue state again. But uh, I don't know about you all, but I'm I'm just going to have this, you know what, eat and grin on my face all day long. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Fried is the only Democrat holding statewide office now. She has to navigate very carefully in a state controlled by Republicans. But now she's the one who has allies in the White House. In 2020, Americans chose a faith in our nation. 
uh, supported the integrity of our democracy. And we chose Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. But unfortunately, we also watched as our US Capitol was attacked by Trump supporters. Many, unfortunately, come from the state of Florida. And although the nation is on a path of building unity, we remain polarized like ever before. If Florida Democrats want to succeed, it is crucial, and I will not state this fact more and more every single day, it is crucial that we build solidarity in the Sunshine State, which means that we are gonna have to listen to those and, and have conversations with those who we don't agree with. And we have to put ourselves out there to really, really embrace bringing everybody together, what our country was built on. The founders didn't always agree, but they had intellectual debate. They had civil discourse uh, and they got to a resolution, which was the constitution. And we owe it to them to reach across the aisles and to come together and bring everybody together. But also it starts with us inside our own party. Uh, after the elections, I called over 300 of our Democrats, whether it was candidates, elected officials, community leaders, volunteers, and I heard a very consistent message and on consistent issues. For the past two decades, Florida Democrats have largely been unsuccessful and we need a new start. We need to build and rebuild and regroup and we need to do it together. And most of all, we need to continue to be a big tent party. Only by building on our values of diversity, equality, and inclusion can we realize our true potential as the big tent party and build a winning coalition. And so again, I'd like to congratulate our new chair and our new vice chair of our Florida Democratic Party, Manny Diaz, and the, the beautiful, outstanding Judy Mount. And they will prioritize bridging this gap between our party and between our black and brown communities. They believe in the power of a community united towards a shared goal. And they know it's only possible the clear, unifying leadership that can build consensus. This is our moment, our opportunity to rise above the noise and to show working people that we are the party who will and has always fought for them. We have great new leadership. We're going to take every single one of us to build a stronger Florida Democratic Party to make this goal a reality. Only united can we stand on the path to a reckoning. Time for us all to roll up our sleeves and get to work. Today marks a new chapter in our story, a chapter which departs from darkness. We all suffered under the Trump administration. Together and today, we bring hope, possibility, and potential to achieve a brighter future for all of us. But today also brings history. Kamala Harris is the first female, first woman of color to become the nation's vice president. Sorry, I'm getting all choked up. Uh, this is a huge and major accomplishment and so long overdue. We just have one more uh, really big ceiling to break, but we'll get there. But just exactly how are the Democrats supposed to get there in a state controlled by Republicans for more than two decades? That's where former Miami Mayor Manny Diaz comes in. I am honored to serve this great state as the chairman of the Florida Democratic Party. My mission, the party's mission, is to flip Florida blue again so that we can have a governor and a senator who will work on behalf of all Floridians. Our great state and its hardworking people deserve to have leadership 
who prioritizes their needs and honors the diversity of all of our people. This will not be an easy fight, but nothing worth fighting for ever is. My vision and plan to flip the state is by implementing a sustainable short and long-term strategic master plan that focuses on developing an infrastructure that will produce victories, a strategy that is capable of reaching voters all across our state and being very mindful of local and regional issues and the constantly changing demographics in counties and regions across Florida. We must lead and fight on everyday issues faced by everyday people. We cannot shy away from issues that are core to our party values, like raising the minimum wage or expanding Medicaid. We need to find those opportunities at the state and local level and prove ourselves to be champions for poor and working people. In so doing, we can define ourselves before our opponents do. Right now, we are dedicated to raising the resources needed to hire staff to sustain year-round training, organizing, voter registration, messaging, persuasion, and mobilization operations. Our goal is to have each region led by a team of high-performing organizers who are dedicated to supporting DECs in enhancing their capacity to build, fight, and win. On that note, we cannot fight misinformation if we are not part of the conversation or sharing our message in the places our voters receive information. We will continue to invest and enhance our vote by mail programs, which was a huge success for us in this cycle. We plan to double down our investment in BBM in addition to building a voter registration program that will engage and allow us to mobilize more voters across the state. There will be no room in my administration for the status quo. My focus will be squarely on what and who has a proven track record and what will result in electoral wins for candidates and for poor and working people in this state. We are one state, one party, our successes and failures are interconnected and will be shared. When we lose, poor and working people suffer, black communities suffer, Hispanic and Asian and LGBTQ and other communities suffer, and our environment suffers. Democrats, we cannot afford to fail. One final note on the inauguration. Instead of the usual parade, it was a virtual one featuring people from every state. Florida was represented by the young woman of the Andrew Jackson High School Air Force Junior ROTC Flying Lady Tigers drill team. They're from Jacksonville's Brentwood neighborhood. Forward, march. Stop your left and drag your right. Do it till you get it right. We're the Flying Lady Tigers, dedicated to serving our community and nation. Proud to be celebrating America. Sound U.S. Sound Air Force. U.S. Air Force. U.S. Air Force. The women practiced for weeks, recording themselves performing drills and submitting the footage to Washington. Their commander says it was a dream come true when they were selected for the virtual parade, even if it was for only 27 seconds. Well, so much for the fresh start, the new day. Now back to the usual gloom and doom. Florida's official death toll from COVID-19 is now 24,965. And when the casualty figures are updated today, we'll break the 25,000 mark. The Department of Health reporting 145 additional fatalities Wednesday, almost 12,000 newly confirmed cases of COVID-19. The total number of infections in Florida has reached 1,601,011. More than 7,000 Floridians are now hospitalized with the virus. Nationwide, that figure is more than one. Hundred twenty-three thousand. 
Your calendar of events? Well, the Palm Beach County Legislative Delegation holds joint meetings today with the League of Cities at 9 and the School Board at 1045. The Florida Defense Support Task Force meets in Bay County at 930. The Florida Agency for Healthcare Administration meets at 930. The Baker County Legislative Delegation meets at 10 in McClenny. The Florida Transportation Commission meets online at 10. Trustees at Gulf Coast State College meet at 10. The Florida Supreme Court releases weekly opinions at 11. The Indian River County Legislative Delegation meets online at 11. Department of Environmental Protection Secretary Noah Valenstein is part of an online event at 11 about protecting the state's coral reefs. The Department of Agriculture's Hemp Advisory Committee meets by conference call at 3, followed by a conference call of the Medical Cannabis Advisory Committee at 4. The Gadsden County Legislative Delegation meets at 5 in Quincy, and the Santa Rosa County Legislative Delegation meets at 5.30 in Milton. Finally today, a Florida man is busted after deputies say he tried to liberate horses from a ranch in Lake County. The owners discovered several stalls had been opened and the horses were loose. As the critters were being corralled, they spotted a man driving one of their trucks and managed to stop him. 55-year-old Mark Anthony Hunt of Fruitland Park told them he didn't believe horses should be caged. Before taking the truck, he tried to ride one of the horses home, but it got away from him. He's charged with burglary, grand theft auto, and grand theft horse. They're worth twenty dollars to $80,000 apiece. By the way, the Lake County Sheriff's Office posted details on social media with the hashtag, don't drink and try to ride a horse, especially bareback. Good advice. That's it for today's episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we continue to plumb the depths of Florida politics. 